I'm Michelle Arbuckle from OLA, and in today's episode, we are talking about TikTok. TikTok is a social media tool that allows users to share personalized short videos, and also it is probably the most addictive thing around. I try to limit myself to watching only while brushing my teeth, and let me tell you, my gums have never been healthier. It is extremely addictive, and the algorithm serves up videos in a way that's really quite eerie. As you would imagine, libraries are hopping into this space to meet their community, to talk about books, and yeah, to make funny videos, dang it. Last month, OLA hosted the Marketing Libraries Think Tank, and there we had a panel of incredible library TikTok people, as well as someone from the command ship itself, TikTok. It was a great conversation about how libraries are using TikTok, who they're putting in charge, how they're coming up with content, and the question they all wanted to know the answer to, how to go viral. So today I'll be turning the reins over to Melanie Boatswain Watson from the Toronto Public Library as she leads the panel through Library TikTok, Understanding the Assignment. Hi everyone and welcome to Library TikTok, Understanding the Assignment. All right, let's talk TikTok. But first, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Melanie Boson Watson, and I'm a communications officer at Toronto Public Library. And I'm thrilled to introduce our expert panelists today. First up, we have Jessica Bellows, who is uh, the reference assistant at Whitby Public Library in Ontario. Next is Laura Nicolucci, who is the media partnerships lead entertainment at TikTok. Then we've got Bailey Randolph, teen services librarian at Grand Prairie Public Library in Alberta. Next is Michael A. Threets, who is a TikToker and a digital community librarian at Solano County Library in California. And finally, Aaron Wilson, who is the children's and adult fiction assistant at Whitby Public Library in Ontario. Now, I've got a bunch of questions prepared because I know at TPL, we have our TikTok handle reserved, but we haven't started producing and posting content yet. So I've got a bunch of questions, which I hope a lot of you uh, have already started thinking about. Um, so I'm gonna go around and pose our, uh, my questions to each speaker. And as mentioned, everyone is welcome to ask their questions in the chat and I'll do my best to squeeze them in. All right, so first set of questions is just around getting started on TikTok. So for our library folks, I'd like to know a bit about how long has your library been on TikTok? And, how did it all come together? So for example, was this something that was assigned to you? Did you initiate it? Do you work with your library's marketing team on it? Um, if it was your idea, how hard was it to sell it to your management? Um, so Jessica, do you mind getting started telling us about Whitby's experience? Sure, so in terms of how long we've had our account, we started it in mid-July is when we launched it at first and um, it was Erin and my idea. Erin's my partner on this as well, so maybe she can chime in. Hi, um, friends. <laughs> so it was both of our ideas. We're both casual TikTok users, especially during the pandemic, and we're both on book talk. So we were like, okay, how amazing would it be? So both of us are part of our library's Reader's Advisory Committee, which focuses on delivering RA in unconventional ways. This was particularly important during the pandemic because we couldn't provide RA in the usual way that we we um, we would. So we approached our team lead on that and asked her what we needed to do to get a TikTok channel approved. And we were told, okay, write a proposal, look at our strategic plan, see how it connects to our strategic plan, 
and then pitch it to me. And then from there, she pitched it to our administration. Did I miss anything, Erin? No, yeah, I think you got most of it. It was a bit of a hard sell, to be honest, um, because the rest of our social media is fairly common and run of the mill. So this was hard because as everyone on this panel knows, TikTok's algorithms aren't as specific as say like Instagram. Um, so you can't like promote, it's hard, I shouldn't say you can't, it's hard to promote like programs and things because it may not necessarily be chronological. Um, and like we reach a lot of people in like the States and Australia and stuff too. So it was a bit of a hard sell, but we are very persuasive. <laughs> and we don't work closely with marketing. We just had our initial like, can we get this? logo please and other than that it's all readers advisory committee based yeah and it's just jess and i perfect thank you um bailey what's going on at grand prairie um so we started our tiktok account uh, in december of last year we were looking at our stats and we realized that um teens were not using curbside or interacting with us at all during our closure. And so I was trying to figure out a way as the teen librarian that I could interact with, um, with my teen patrons. And the idea of TikTok came up. I had just got back from mat leave and I was looking for to try something new and to take on a new project. So I had pitched this to our marketing manager and she was very, very uncertain. I was met with kind of a wall and I had to do a lot of research and bring it back to her all the different ways that we could market it. And I really sold it to her as a way to reach the non-library users. That was kind of what sold it is it's a way like so many people are in TikTok, so many people who don't use the library and don't know what we offer. So that was kind of our big, my big pitch to her. And she finally gave in, I think, so that I would stop bothering her. Um, and we've kind of run with it ever since. Um, I am the, like the main manager of the account. I'm the one who does all the posting and I will rope in anybody who is available or near me at the time if I need them. Excellent. Uh, Michael, what about your experience? at Solano and with your personal account as well too, which has a very book and library focus too. Okay. Um, my experience is some is somewhat different with TikTok where I actually work for my library's marketing department. Um, my boss is the person in charge of marketing. I'm the one who oversees social media and the website. So my boss was very in favor of TikTok. She actually made it one of my evaluation goals to start the TikTok account. Um, and we did that by talking between the two of us and essentially deciding that we would use TikTok eventually as a means of using outreach. Um, I used to be a children's librarian, so I know that kindergartners love to make fun of adults dancing. Um, so I thought that would be a fun way to use TikTok to show them, hey, look, look at these adults making souls of themselves for the whole world to see. Um, and my boss and the director loved that. So it's gonna be, eventually it's going to be a outreach tool for us, but it's also a way that I use to create videos for Instagram. Sometimes we actually get more engagement on Instagram than we do on TikTok videos. Um, and then personally, I just started my own TikTok during the pandemic. I was one of those people who was like, I'm never going to get TikTok. I can't do it. Um, and, and then the pandemic hit and I was at home for three days and I said, let's download it and let's see what's funny. And I spent time laughing at kids falling, pets falling, and then found library TikToks. Um, so for me, um, there wasn't much of a sell for our marketing department. Our, mar our marketing department loves social media. Um, but if there would have been a sell, it would have been the outreach component and our ability to reach teens towards the library. Excellent, okay. So now let's talk resources. 
How do you find the time in your already busy workdays to devote to the library's TikTok? So browsing the For You pages, learning what's trending, what's popular, uh, coming up with your own unique spin on it for your libraries, filming, editing, commenting. How is this worked into, is this worked into your, your daily schedules? Uh, and also I'd like to know what sort of equipment do you use? Are you using your personal devices? Uh, are you editing in the app itself? Or are you using additional editing software? What about lighting? Erin? Um, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, happy to. Um, so Jess and I um, often have different schedules because I'm full-time and she's part-time. So there is a bit of finagling that needs to go down um, if we're filming something together, but we usually try to do it. So I don't know how everyone else's library system works, but um, with us, we have our information desks that we spend like half our day on and the other half of the day we have like off desk time. So we would try to just coordinate that we do try to film in the library if we can, because we want to utilize, we have like some great architecture that we're really proud of. Um, but anything, if we're like uh, lip syncing, we film it at home just because of the mask mandates here. So we kind of do it that way. Um, we have ring lights and like tripods and stuff that the library invested in for us that we use. Um, and for you pages, honestly, we spend way too much time scrolling on our own personal devices at home. <laughs> So most of the time, it's just we see something that we think is funny that we can put a book spin on and still make it readers advisory and then just share it with one another. Yeah, and we, we do film on, on our own phones like we have department phones, um, but for us, it's just easier. Um, you know, you're comfortable with the device. So. Thank you. Um, Bailey, what about a Grand Prairie? Um, I. It was really easy to film during the closure because we also like to film in our library to kind of show off our space. Um, that's a little trickier to do now that we're now that we are open. So I actually come in earlier so that I'm here before we open and before my coworkers get here because sometimes I confuse them if they're walking by and they see me doing something ridiculous. Um, but it's on my phone the I don't have any lighting or any special things like that I mostly prop my own phone up on like our bookshelves um, but I did get like a phone holder that can attach to things and that's probably the one thing that I could not live without anymore um, it has helped a lot um, and then I'm not like shaking as I'm trying to walk and stuff um, we pretty much use what we can uh, we brought in a leaf blower for one of our Halloween videos to pretend that there was a ghost um, so we, we, we get pretty resourceful here. Um, yeah, uh, I respond to comments. I'm the one who responds to all the comments. And my director is very, um, she's a social media user and she's a TikTok user. So she understands that there's a balance there that needs to happen and we want our engagement to be up. So I check um, probably every hour and respond to pretty much every comment that we get and heart every comment so just so that there's that interaction there so is this every hour during your work day like what happens when you're not at work um i'm on tiktok for my personal account anyways yeah. so i like to keep checking back and forth um and as for the the for you page and stuff i if i if I see something on my for you page that I think is going to work for a library niche, I'm constantly sending the library account videos that I can look back on. Got it. Um, Michael? It's very, it's very similar for me. I think I, I'm, I'm on TikTok so much that I kind of try to bank, um, bank ideas that can be used for the library. 
Um, I heavily reply, I heavily rely upon the top sounds to try to see if I can make a way to put a library spin on it. And that's kind of when my TikToks for the library are most successful. Um, I probably put about an hour each day into looking for library TikToks at work, just because I'm constantly monitoring our own social media platforms that can also do it um, with TikTok. Um, so like they said, I'm also the primary person who does respond to comments. I try to heart or respond to every single comment. I think we've had one truly, I guess you could say viral TikTok um, that happened over the weekend that made it very difficult to respond to every comment. Um, but I would try to respond to, this, to as many as I could to actually give them Solano County Library information um, and then we, we also use ring lights. That's about as fancy as, as we get. Um, I'm getting ready to be trained in the green screen within my department. Um, one of the people I work with is one of the magnificent people who works on our videos. So she's gonna train me how to use a green screen. And hopefully I can try to tie that into to TikTok. Um, and then also at the, I, so I work with two people on TikTok and one of them also has, or her, one of her employees has a dinosaur costume. So we always try to trick her into getting into her dinosaur costume to be a part of the TikToks. Got it. So it's, a, it's like a running gag there that you guys have going on. Okay, now the fun stuff, the content creation. So I'd like to know a bit about, okay, is there any strategy to your content uh, that might inform uh, a content calendar if you have one uh, or the type of content that you produce? Um, or, you know, from start, as well as from start to finish, how much time do you spend creating one TikTok post? Uh, and as well, is there an internal uh, approval process? Jessica? Yeah, so um, in terms of creating content and deciding what we're going to create, Erin and I have a very loose calendar that we have for just a place to dump ideas and sort of figure out when we wanna post certain things because we don't wanna post two similar content right next to each other. Um, what we try to do is um, the quick videos, the ones ours is, sorry, our TikTok is very much geared towards providing readers advisory. So we like to sort of batch create those based on different sort of popular topics we're seeing right now. And we can store those in the drafts just to keep in our back pocket. We also have a podcast that we take clips from that we can store in our drafts so that if something trending comes up, we can jump on that, make it some of the trending ones. If they're like a seven second video, it takes us 10 minutes to make and caption. So those ones are really fast. We can get them out faster. Um, our biggest viral one was our James Patterson. We built like a tower yes. of James Patterson. That one took a while because we had to build the tower and it was a, it was a big deal. So that one maybe took maybe an hour or two because then we had to caption the whole thing. But right. for the most part, we're able to produce things quickly, store things that aren't time sensitive and spend as, not as little time as possible, but spend like a reasonable amount of time filming shorter ones and in terms of internal approval we did submit each video to our manager of the readers advisory committee and she would watch everything just to make sure i mean we're not doing anything bad but just to make sure that it all aligned with what our plans were but we recently stopped doing that because we've hit about the three month mark and she's like i i trust you guys i know what you're doing so like go ahead which has been really nice because putting out trending content is difficult when you're waiting on someone else to approve it because then you're already three days too late and that doesn't sound like it's late but it's late so right uh and bailey at grand prairie what's the content creation process look for you um 
Well, I spend a lot less time creating content now than I used to because we have auto captions on our account now. So that has taken up a lot of the burden of captioning all of our videos. Um, we found that Book Talk wasn't very successful with our account. So our account is more geared towards um, promoting our services and promoting libraries in general, again, to those non-users who might not know about library services. Um, our two most successful videos have been uh, things in our library that just make sense. So we showcase like our video games and our Naloxone kits and our library of things. Um, and then the other one was our policy on sleeping in the libraries. And I found that um, those videos tend to do a lot better for us because people who don't use libraries and don't know about what we have will interact more on those videos like, oh, hey, I didn't know that this was a thing. This is fantastic. You guys focus on harm reduction. Um, so we do follow the trends, but I also like to try to showcase our services. Um, and my library tries to post once a day um, on the weekdays that we're open. Uh, so I will go and film a bunch of videos in advance and just keep them in my drafts so that I can um, post when I need to. Got it. Um, Bailey, do you uh, ever tie in your content to larger initiatives that are happening at the library? Like if there was something, a new service that had just launched or um, card registration drive, do you time your content with that? Yes. Um, we Our latest initiative was our community pantry that we launched. So we provide right. a food pantry for patrons. And um, I made a TikTok video about that. And I just made one yesterday to restocking our pantry. And every time I post one of those videos, we get tons of donations from people. Um, we had donations from people in the States who were sending us stuff for our pantry. So um, it's a great way to get the word out about initiatives. And I've had messages from libraries all over North America asking how we started our initiatives because they were gonna take it to their administration to try and start them as well. That's awesome. Um, Michael, can you talk about your content creation process at Solano? Yeah, it's, it's very similar to uh, everyone else's, what they've said. It's all, I think it's all very similar. It's good to hear that everything seems to be working for each library system. Um, but for us, I think we don't really have an overall, overall strategy at this point. At first, I was trying to get as many staff members as I could to participate in the TikToks with me. Um, and they just don't seem to want to really take part, unfortunately. So I kind of switched gears to make it so that I at least will be the focal point of the TikToks um, as much as I don't. But then we heavily reply, we, we, we rely upon trending sounds, as I mentioned. I try to make those work as often as I can. Um, and then we're always trying to push our special collections, our video game collection, our board game collection, our mental health kits. Um, I've noticed that things like pr um, promoting Canopy and Hoopla, the way I was doing it, wasn't very successful. So anything in the future that I'll use will be more of a skit um, point of view more so than just like trying to have something rolling on the screen, I'll just try to make it be as funny as I can. And I think that's where I've gone wrong in the past is um, not trying to make it funny or just trying to make other people laugh. And I should just try to make myself and my boss laugh. And I think I'll have more success with TikTok. And then it probably takes, if I just do TikTok with myself, it can be anywhere from a minute and a half to 10 minutes to film the TikToks. If I film with other people, it always tends to take at least um, 20 minutes. To do TikToks, one of them has lasted as long as an hour. 
Um, I same thing, I use auto, auto captions. Um, so it doesn't take too long anymore. And then my approval process is showing it to my boss, the director of uh, marketing, um, just for her to look at it, laugh and say, good to go, go ahead and post it. Excellent. Now, Laura, I'm hoping you can jump in now uh, and offer up some content creation tips and insight. Like how often should we be posting? I saw somebody ask that uh, in the chat. Um, any, any other insight you can offer would be super helpful. Thank you. For sure. Um, you know, like everything that everyone here is saying today is music to my ears. I love to hear that everyone is kind of testing and learning and seeing what works for them um, and continuing to do, you know, what's been successful. Um, I think when it comes to a posting cadence, we recommend about three to five times a week. But of course, you know, when you're posting with a higher frequency, it can drive faster growth. So, um, you know, Bailey posting five times a week, that's great. Um, but even if, you know, if the possibility is that you can do more, that's great too. Um, and I think, you know, we have such a hyper engaged global audience that you can really kind of try all different kinds of verticals, whether you're doing just book recommendations or, you know, showcasing what else the library has to offer. Because like, you know, like Billy was saying, a lot of people don't realize that the library has so many more resources than just books. So, you know, diving into other things in the library that just make sense or, um, you know, teaching people more about James Patterson, who seems to write like he's um, like he's running out of time to uh, to quote Hamilton for you all. Um, like do a green screen explainer. Give us some people love to learn and be informed in a way that's digestible and fun and surprising. Um, and that's what libraries are here for. Right. So really just kind of, you know, um, post TikToks that have a strong hook that are giving away the right message and um, and, and be inclusive and welcoming and, and positive. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what TikTok wants to do. We want to inspire creativity and we want to spark joy. Thank you. Okay, so now I want to talk about engagement. So thinking of the comments section, I know we've, we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, how closely do you monitor and respond to comments and how much time does this take? Erin, um, I can't remember, did, did Whitby touch on this yet? No, we haven't. So um, much like everybody else, whenever we get comments, we always respond and like to every comment. And then Jess and I will <laughs> we'll log on to our own personal accounts and like comment, <laughs> hoping that like nobody notices, but like we all know that comments and interaction like push the video through the algorithm, right? So <clears throat> for the most part, I try to keep an eye on it. We both try to keep an eye on it while we're at work a few times a day, just to keep up with everything. Um, honestly, the one video uh, we had that went massively viral, it kind of just, devolved at one point because uh, we hit like 3 million views and we could no longer keep up with those comments. <laughs> it was just impossible. So, you know, that's its own thing. It's still got some legs, um, but otherwise we try to engage as much as we can. And uh, what about other TikTok accounts? Do you comment on, you know, from the library's account, uh, other book talk accounts, other um, uh, library accounts? Yeah, so most of the people, I'd say 90% of what we're following right now is other TikTok accounts. And I have to say, Bailey, Jess and I were watching your account for a really long time. When we first got started and we were like, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> we got to we gotta step it up. We got to hit like Grand Prairie. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do keep an eye on it. We comment, we like. Um, we've been tagged in a couple of videos. Um, recently, it was really funny. I think it was something 
Jess, remind me, was it like Port Hope Library? I think last week did like a little tongue in cheek, like tell us your biggest library secret. Um, and realistically, um, I've never read a James Patterson book in my life, even though <laughs> our video that went viral was James Patterson. So we interact that way, which is really fun. Yeah, it's nice to, to support the other libraries. Um, Laura, do you have any tips on uh, engaging with other accounts and, and managing comments? Yeah, I'm um, happy to jump in here and talk a little bit more about that because we definitely recommend that you're in your comment section replying to comments and, you know, it's nice to hear you're following other libraries, you're interacting with their posts, you know, um, comments, duetting, stitching, these are all great ways to engage and expand your reach on the platform. Um, you know, we're seeing more and more these TikToks that are blowing up and you just you know, everybody's going right to the comment section and you're just seeing all of these brands just commenting and interacting. And, you know, I, I like to say that comments are the modern day autograph. So um, definitely like get all of in TikTok. TikTok, look, BookTok has 24 billion views. That hashtag is 24 billion views. So just, you know, when you have some free time, go through BookTok, comment and interact with other users. The cool thing too, is that you can reply to comments with a video, which can actually dictate your strategy for that week. If you've got five questions in your comments, just reply to those and create your own video because that becomes its own individual TikTok. Um, and that helps build your content strategy as well. So definitely encourage everyone to engage in commenting, duetting and stitching for sure. Thank you. Um, now I had a couple of questions about evaluation. So how do you measure success? Uh, are you looking at uh, are you paying attention to the number of views? Is that's what's mo most important? Are you looking at comments, shares, um, circulation of a particular title that you're promoting uh, in a TikTok? Um, curious if you look at a video's analytics. Um, and uh, Michael, do you mind getting us started on that? Sure, I think for us, the main thing we look at is we look at views. Um, well, that's what internally in marketing, we look at views. Um, and then as far as the actual statistics being reported, all, we're, all my director cares about is how many videos we make each month. So she wants us to try for three to average for seven videos per month and then followers. So the only two measures that we actually um, report to the state are our followers um, and then however many videos we make. So as far as the director goes, as long as our followers increase, um, she's, she's good to go. Um, and then I think otherwise for us, I just look at it also personally views. Um, I love the comments. Um, I make a very, I make a weekly newsletter for my library. So I love seeing the comments of like people saying like, I didn't know the libraries have video games. I didn't know libraries have mental health kits. And I make sure to share those each week with our fellow staff in an attempt to show them um, what TikTok can do. Um, and I also try to gauge the difference between, I often repost um, TikTok videos to Instagram. So I try to gauge a difference between um, Instagram analytics and TikTok analytics. If one is more important, if one has more reach, if one drives more people to our website or drives people even better through our library doors. Thank you. Um, Bailey, what about at Grand Prairie? How do you measure success of your TikTok? Um, well, in general, our TikTok account is our most successful social media platform. It's been our fastest growing one, and it's been the one that um, we've had the most fun with. Um, so that in itself is a measure of success. We've been able to utilize staff members who are usually behind the camera and like aren't programmers and aren't librarians. So we've been getting to use them as well. Um, 
as for like the analytics, we just like Michael, we just want to see like an increase followers, likes, um, shares is really great, but anytime that we can get an interaction on a video, anytime we can get comments, even if it's one or two, we will count that as a success. Thank you. Uh, Jessica. Yeah, we're really similar to, we like to look at the, like the views of each video. And then there's like the total likes next to your followers. Like we like looking at that again, seeing the increase is, uh, a nice feeling. Um, a big thing for us, how we personally measure success is through comments, like Bailey was saying. Is if people are commenting, like our James Patterson video had a great response and we had people asking us questions about how you become a librarian. How do you work in a library? Do you like working in a library? Which was really amazing. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm graduating and starting my master's. So it was really nice. And then they then went back to our other videos and commented like we had a video about books set in the 1980s and it was like what would you recommend for someone who loves like 80s pop culture so we were actually getting readers advisory questions in our comments and that to us was a huge success because our TikTok is very much rooted in providing book recommendations and suggestions to people so it's nice that people can look there and reach out to us that way and ask us Sort of more personal questions while still asking professional questions and we can answer them in an informal setting. Um, Jessica, for the people um, for whom you're providing a reader's advisory for, particularly in that James Patterson uh, post, do you find, are, are they people outside of Whitby? Or are you providing reader's advisory to people who aren't even your customers? Yes, definitely. So what was great about that video was we had some people comment and say, I'd know that library anywhere. I grew up in that library. And we'd get people who were like, hey, yeah. that's my library, which was really sweet because we did showcase a decent amount of the library in that video. But then we'd have people from like England being like, if I like this and this, like, can you can you recommend something? So it's been really, really cool to see the reach that we have. And of course, we're not just being like, mm, you're not a patron of ours. You don't get one. Like, of course, like we love it when people ask us what to read. That's our specialty. Thank you. Um, and Laura, you know, with, on social media, we're so tied to the number of followers and likes. Like, what can you say to library accounts and personal accounts that have been, you know, making the content, posting the videos, interacting, and are not seeing, you know, we're not, uh, we're not going viral? What can you say to us? I would say to don't stop trying and to just mm -hmm. keep cu content curating, keep posting. Um, the, the cool thing about TikTok is that we're, you're not beholden to your followers. We're, a content, we're built on a content craft. So anyone can see your content, whether you have five followers, whether you have 4,000 followers. Um, and so that's why I really um, hope that when you're in your analytics tool and you're looking at your, um, at your success, um, don't focus too much on the followers, but focus on the engagements and focus on, again, like Jessica was saying, the comments, because that's going to dictate what the people want to see. And you can continue to focus on what people are really resonating with. And then you'll start to see that success. So I wouldn't get too frustrated if, you know, you're early on and you're posting in your account and you haven't seen that, that big hit just yet. Just keep going. Um, make sure your content looks authentic to the platform um, and, you know, utilize the tools that we have provided for you in the app, like the auto captions or green screen um, or any of those in-app effects. You know, we're constantly rolling out new products to help make 
editing in the app a lot easier and and creating that content from start to finish a lot faster. Um, you know, like everyone's saying here, now that auto captions is available, things are moving a lot more quickly in, in the curation process. Um, so yeah, just keep just keep trying and testing and learning. Thank you. Um, now I've taken a look in the chat and we've got a bunch of questions. So one I wanted to ask was, um, curious, somebody's asked, I'm curious about how libraries are promoting their TikTok outside of TikTok. Uh, so let's see, Bailey, is that something that you're able to speak to? Yeah, so we, just like Michael, we post a lot of our TikTok um, videos over to our Instagram, um, but we also have posters up uh, around our library with a QR code that will lead them directly to our TikTok. Um, and we push it as hard as we can whenever we're out in the community. Um, if we know that a, a business that we're talking to has a TikTok, we always compliment them like, hey, we've seen your TikTok. We really like it. You should follow us back. Um, so kind of just like that kind of sly, we also have a TikTok account. Um, but yeah, we push it as much as we can and we, we share it across platforms too, just so that we can get the engagement on all, on all sides. Okay. Uh, Jessica or Aaron? What about at Whitby? How do you promote your TikTok outside of TikTok? Um, well, we've been recently in touch with our, our marketing manager because it's a different person who runs our different socials. So she's given us the green light to post um, our videos onto our Instagram account. So we've been doing that as well. We're we're still we're still newbies. We're still babies in the TikTok world. We've only been doing this for a few months. So we're hoping to evolve past RA at some point. Like we'd really like to, like we've got like new discovery kits and a whole bunch of stuff we'd like to mention. Um, but we just kind of have to get to that point where we're allowed to do what we want. <laughs> so once we get there, otherwise we post it on our own personal social medias. Um, myself and a few other colleagues, we run a podcast and we always give it a shout out there because we think that cross promotion is probably similar people that are listening slash watching. So similar to everybody else, it's in our newsletter, it's on our website, that kind of thing. But the QR code, I made a note of that. <laughs> Michael, uh, what about Solano? How are you promoting your TikTok off of TikTok? Uh, yeah, similar, similar thing as everybody else, sharing it to Instagram all the time. Uh, I've noticed that sometimes it works to share it to our Twitter feed. Uh, a few people will see it get a bit more engagement. Facebook is hit or miss. Our Facebook community doesn't really seem to like videos as much as others. So I've kind of stopped sharing it there. Um, recently, several teachers have told me that their students um, love to read and they only will read um, books recommended by BookTok. So I'm getting ready to update the website to have a special tab that says um, TikTok recommended books because their students are choosing their books based on TikTok. Um, so I'm going to start using the website um, and then like them. But for, so for me, there's really two people on our TikTok team and myself and her will share the TikToks to our Instagrams, to our Instagram stories. Um, I'll try to reshare the library's TikToks to my personal TikTok. Sometimes either mentioning the library TikTok or I'll just reshare the video and say, hey, I work for this crazy library. Um, so a lot of word of mouth, a lot of telling teachers, a lot of telling the community what we can do. Thank you. Okay, uh, another question. In addition, of course, to your own libraries, who else is doing some really good TikTok content that we should be following? Um, let's see, Bailey, do you have any suggestions? Any must-follows? Um, one of my favorite libraries to follow is the Maricopa Library. They have a ton of really hilarious videos and a lot of really great ideas. I can Thank jump you. in there too. 
Yes. Um, the Kitchener Library just did a recent uh, a recent TikTok uh, around books. If you were in Couch Guy talk, so if you're a ca- like, okay, good. I oh my-, my fellow panelists are aware of what I'm talking about. <laughs> so if you're on the app and you're scrolling, there was this kind of sensation uh, in recent weeks um, called Couch Guy, um, and essentially, you know, this girl goes back goes to visit her boyfriend in school and he didn't seem too happy to see her and it kind of went viral on the platform um and I saw Kitchener Library did a video kind of being like oh if you're into couch guy like you should read these books I thought that was hilarious um and Fowlerville Library also has some good uh posts they do one star review guess who so they read these one star reviews uh and you have to kind of guess what book it is and I thought that was really good too so those are two libraries that I've seen Thank you. Uh, Michael, any favorites? Uh, I would say with, Within Public Library is a really good one. There's one called Cause Womengu Library, I think it's called. But I also encourage you to look outside of library accounts. Um, I, I started out TikTok as a commenter, so I was always commenting on videos, trying to get people to respond that way. I think I managed to comment early enough on one of Lou Ballin's TikToks, who's one of my favorite TikTokers, and he saw it, so that was fun for me. Um, Call Me Chris is my favorite TikToker in the entire world. Um, and then Elise, Elise, My- Elise Myers with the Taco, Taco Guy Saga is quickly becoming my second favorite. Um, so I would also encourage you guys to just to, to look everywhere on TikTok and try to use sounds to make it successful. That's what I found is a lot of fun for libraries. I said it was a way to get your library staff interested is to use other popular sounds by popular people to make your library have fun. I think uh, I think that's what happened with Whitby's public with Whitby's uh, James Patterson post, right? Like your video on James Patterson got more views and more engagement than the original audio. Jessica, is that right? Yes, it is. A big big plus <laughs> one it. to that. Definitely scroll you through your TikTok for you page, see what audio is trending and how you can kind of insert your brand, your library into that. That's that's a great way to do it. Yes, thank you. Um, Okay, and we've got a few minutes left. Okay, uh, where do you get your inspirations from? Uh, Aaron? So this is another question that came from the chat. Aaron, can you speak to that? Yeah, honestly, um, whatever makes me laugh, to be completely honest. So Jess and I sometimes were like, do we have the same sense of humor as everybody else? Like, is this going to pop that? Um, but I think our biggest thing is to just have a really good time, make people laugh. Um, and be informative and relatable. So whatever we find interesting and engaging, we try to translate that into like the bookish world. Thank you. And um, how many people again at Whippy do you have on your TikTok teams? Just the two of you? It's literally just us. <laughs> it's us okay. and, our, and our crazy ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I saw somebody was asking about team size. Uh, so Bailey, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, a lot of inspiration for my videos that I make for our library, um, besides scrolling through the FYP and seeing things that are coming up over and over again, um, is just what's important to me as a librarian and what's important to our library, um, like patron privacy and how we deal with people experiencing homelessness, um, just letting people know like that we are a safe space. So a lot of our videos come out of that idea that our library is a safe space and we are giving back to the community. Um, we really use TikTok to showcase the personality of our library. Thank you. Uh, and again, Bailey, how many people on your TikTok team? 
me and whoever happens to be walking by that day. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, and Michael, again, where, where do you get your inspiration for, uh, for your TikTok posts on your work account, but then also on your personal account too? Um, from a work one, I think it's just from my, they're the one other person who I work with on TikTok primarily. She's often sending me TikToks saying, can we do this? Will you dance to this TikTok? Are you willing to do it? Do you think we can get anybody else? Um, so she's a huge driving point. And then just, I think overall, what we're trying to do with our library TikTok is just spread library support and book love and support. Um, we would love to go viral every single time, but that's not our goal. Our goal, like Laura said, is to educate people about library to show them that we're more than books. We also have new books all the time. Our oldest movie is not Remember the Titans. We get movies that are in theaters. Um, so anything that would teach them, that's our goal. Um, and then I think from my primary TikTok, um, the same thing, just library joy, book joy. Um, unfortunately, I kind of fall into the niche of um, the adult classic book fair. So I kind of have to yeah. keep on putting out TikToks around that um, just because it is my little pet project, but also it but it's, it's coming to life, right? Is it, weren't you looking for a venue recently? Like it's happening. Yes. Yeah. So for, uh, I will briefly go off of libraries for just a second that um, they did say, Scholastic did say, yeah, I was told, yes, we can have a dose Scholastic book fair in the Bay Area. Um, it reached the tippity top people of Scholastic. Um, they didn't realize how many people would like it. So they were like, slow down just a little bit. We have to talk with our publishers because we sell things at a cheaper rate. Um, but they are talking with their marketing department right now about ways to make an adult classic book fair happen because I want to host it at, um, at breweries or wineries um, with the overall goal being that any funds for that will go to the local local schools in my area because I have a lot of friends who left um, Scholastic Book Fairs empty-handed and they don't have the same experience that I did with Scholastic Book Fairs. So the whole premise of my personal TikTok is to make sure that um, as many future kids as possible don't leave the Scholastic Book Fair empty-handed, which helps because I'm a librarian. I'm a, I'm used to be a children's librarian. Um, so I talk to a lot of kids. I have where the wild things are tattooed on my arm. Um, I have an Arthur library card tattooed on my other arm. Um, so everything is interconnected between scholastic book fairs, um, libraries, and overall book joy, book love. That's where I get my ideas is just whatever I think would convince people that the library is a cool place to be. Awesome. Well, listen, um, I see somebody's commented, yes, love love an adult uh, scholastic book fair. So keep us posted on how yours goes and maybe we can make it happen in, somewhere in Canada and in Ontario. Um, Laura, somebody's asked any hashtag tricks. Do you have any? Okay. Um, <laughs> on I, I would recommend sticking to two to three hashtags that are relevant to your content. So really just focus on what are you talking about and use hashtags that are relevant to what you are, uh, what you are posting about. That's it. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we've got a couple of minutes left. I guess I'll go around and, and ask everybody, I'll, maybe I'll start with Jessica, is there anything else that you wanna add about um, you know, sending words of motivation to our followers or tips, tricks, anything, last, last couple of moments? Yeah, just reiterating what's been said before. You're not expecting to go viral every time. It's okay if you don't. We had 45 followers when we posted our James Patterson video and then we exploded. So you just, you never know what's gonna work and just don't necessarily like do what you think people will wanna do but also do what brings you joy because people will notice that and they'll want to talk to you about it too. Thank you, Aaron. 
Yeah, agreed, honestly. And um, I mean, we had the one, but just knowing that you are bettering your community, working with your community, getting the word out. The biggest thing for us with the, the bit of success that we've had is just to be able to talk up libraries and remind people that we're here and that we're doing a really great job and that we have a lot to offer. Uh, and hopefully, eventually we can work into offering more things like Grand Prairie and Solano County too, um, more local, and community-based stuff and, you know, the good things that we've got going on and the people that we help. So the biggest thing is just support your library, right? So you're supporting it in every way and uh, being relevant is a big thing for us. Staying relevant and reminding people we're relevant. Thank you. Uh, Bailey, last few words. Um, just remember, have fun. Um, showcase your library's personality. Um, show the library that you want to show and break the stereotype that libraries are old and dusty and irrelevant. And remember, negative comments are still interaction. Thank you. Michael, any last few words? Same, same thing that everyone wants to say, I think for me, for the um, hashtag question, I would use ones like, like Book Talk, Library TikTok, Librarians of TikTok. I found that hashtag FYP does not work for our library system. It tends to drop the viewership. Um, I'm not sure why it just doesn't. And then just, yeah, what everybody else said, just keep on supporting the libraries. I wouldn't get discouraged if you do hear no from your administration. Just assure, I would just assure them that TikTok is, is totally free to use. Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to buy green screens. You don't have to buy um, green lights. Like Laura said, they have all sorts of features within TikTok that you can use. Um, TikTok is where the people are, it's where the teens are. You're going to meet people there. You can show them that your library has. A lot of people will be impressed that your library has TikTok. You're staying relevant. Um, right now, it's the app of currently and probably the future. Facebook and Instagram crash. TikTok did not crash. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just yeah, just show them that TikTok is, you can support the library with TikTok. Thank you. And Laura, any last words of wisdom from TikTok? Sure. Um, again, like a lot of what we everybody's been saying already, um, leverage your expertise, um, be authentic and be true to, you know, your your personality, your library's personality, interact and engage. I would say to anyone who has yet to start a TikTok account to, you know, download the app, scroll at least 20 minutes a day. If you can limit yourself to that, I always say 20 minutes and then you end up being there for hours. But again, like try and interact with the videos that you enjoy and follow the accounts that you're really liking. And you'll start to kind of have that, that kind of mindset. Oh, I could do this for my library or I could do this for my own TikTok account. Um, and, and go to, um, our website has a great resource that we call the creator portal um, that kind of talks through all of our best practices, um, all of the features that we have to offer as well. So if you're not familiar with the app and, and you're thinking about um, launching your own library account, um, definitely check out our creator portal for um, answers to all of the, you know, the frequently asked questions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melanie, for pulling together that panel and to all of the panelists for the fantastic conversation on all things TikTok. I put all of their handles in the show notes, so take a minute and tonight when you're brushing your teeth, you can follow all of those amazing library TikTokers. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Library Land Loves. Take care, stay safe. We'll talk to you next week.